0: Episode 22, the one where Melissa comes back from the dead. Uh, But seriously, I had no idea how to even start this because if you are someone who has been listening to my podcast from the beginning, there have been a few gaps where I just stop recording and that is depression. I'm not even going to say it's an excuse because it's not. It's my life. It's my fucking life. Depression and it's hard and it can be debilitating and doing what I do here, it takes a lot. Because I don't just share podcasts about how to expand your network and how to do XYZ. I'm like, let's get fucking deep. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's think about the worst thing that has ever happened in your life. And let's talk about that. <laughs> and, and that's what I do. And I, it has been eight months. I just counted. I had to go back and look at what episode this even was. So if you're listening straight through, I need you to know that this journey is not a straight line. There are squiggly lines up, down, back, forward, all are off the page in between the big steps we take. I need you to know that. Because if you are starting at episode one and just listening straight through, well, you just stopped episode 21. You're all fired up about motivation, right? And then you're like, whoa, how do you go from an episode about motivating others and then you just fall off the face of the earth for eight months? Well, my friends, sometimes that's life. And it's messy in between the highlights or in between the moments that we are willing to share. Now, if you follow me on social media, I never stop sharing. But things like this, they get put on pause when I have to put my self-care back on the front burner. And I'm not going to apologize for that because I need you to know that if you have to take eight months off from something on your plate to put you back on that plate, you fucking do it. You do it. You have to take care of you. At all costs. And don't apologize for it. And with that being said, let's get this party started. So, episode 22. The real title is Are You Punishing Yourself for Your Past? And I gotta tell ya, This episode or things behind this episode or the necessity of this episode has been rattling around in my brain for months. And that's probably a big, big chunk of the reason why I haven't recorded in eight months is because maybe it took me eight months to get here (laughs) from when I realized That I had to share. As you know, I'm a recovered alcoholic. And I'm just going to say this. There is no one that has self-loathing like an alcoholic or an addict. It's like part of the disease. And I fucking hate it. So... I am going to work through this episode with you, and we're going to do this together, okay? So something that I am always telling my crew is that we can't control what happens to us, and I have probably already talked about this, but we can control how we react to things and how we carry that situation. And I want to be clear here, and I've, I've said this on other episodes too, like, I might bring up some trauma in this episode, so I guess here's your trigger warning. But I have done months of therapy, even about some of the stuff that I'm going to share today. And I'm still doing work to work on it. Trauma has a way of sticking with you. And when you combine trauma with depression, it's really fucking nasty. Because for a really long time, I truly believed that i deserved bad things i truly believed that i had done terrible things and i i wasn't a great person and my depression jumped on that train and so I thought all the bad stuff that was happening to me and around me, like that I deserved it all. And I share that because I'm sure I'm not alone. But it's also so fucked up to say out loud. And sometimes like we have to have these conversations out loud. Because when we just listen to the narrative in our head, it sounds legit right? It's always legit. Like it's the truth. And then you say it out loud and it doesn't feel right. Like something doesn't feel right. But if I keep things in my head, it's like the depression disguises it to look correct. But the minute I say it out loud, it doesn't add up. And so sometimes it's having those conversations with yourself, with someone else, with a therapist, to realize the lie from the truth. Because the truth is, bad shit just happens. You don't deserve it. It's just what happens. And most of the time, there's a lesson or a strength to be gained. I hate to say that everything happens for a reason because sometimes really shitty things happen and I hate to tell you that there was a reason that you have all this pain. But that's what I really believe because I've found a purpose to my pain, and you are here benefiting from it. So I'm going to stick with that. Maybe you're not there yet, and that's fine. What we're here for today is to stop punishing ourselves for our past, whether it was our past self, or things that happen to us. Right? Okay, so here we go. Oh shit. Hang on, med break. I seriously can't. Fuck. Okay, I can't. I I cannot go deep yet. I just can't. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start this off with the inspiration, how I roll. All right, so at this point, what has happened has already happened. So we have two choices. We can let our past, what is behind us, keep us stuck and limit us from our future selves. Or... Or, we can figure out how to either forgive or accept or utilize our past to move forward. Because the only thing worse than something happening is letting that something stop Halt and remove everything else from your life. If that terrible, awful thing or things are keeping you from loving yourself, from being able to love others, from letting others love you, then you are giving it the power It has the power over you and it's going to keep holding the power over you until you take it back. So how do we take back the power? Sometimes, listen, if the wound is still fresh, you might not be there yet. If this is a cut that cut you so deep and it is still bleeding and hemorrhaging, then I need you to give yourself some grace and maybe circle back here in six months. Three, nine, 12. I don't know how deep your wound is, but I do know that there is a time that we can be in it That you can feel those feelings. Especially grief. Grief is not something that we can just push to the side and will ourselves to... I mean, there are a lot of things you can't just will yourself to be better. And I think why I, I struggle so much with this episode is I'm still working on this. And I feel like... Two years from now, however many episodes from now, I will still be working on this. So I'm not here as an expert, but I've come a long way. This is a step in the 12 steps. And I apologize that I don't know what number it is because I didn't uh, do that route. (laughs) These are my own steps. Uh, you're listening to them. But it's a step for a reason. That you have to first, we seek forgiveness from others. <laughs> and sometimes we do that. But there's been so much damage that there's no reply. And I know I didn't send it so that they would forgive me. But I feel like I'm still carrying that one with me. But I'm not going to. Because I am truly sorry. And I am truly better. And I need to stop punishing myself for the person that I used to be. I feel sorry for her. Not in a pity way, but I know, I know how much she was hurting and how much she hid that and then how much it came out after she drank, which was definitely my pattern. But I'm also so grateful. I'm grateful to her. Because it was so hard. But she never gave up. She fought for her. And she fought for me. She fought for who I am now. She fought so that I could become this. And if it weren't for her, I wouldn't be here. She was so strong. She didn't realize how how strong she was. We are willing to give everyone else so much credit and grace for who they used to be. Oh my gosh, I give grace out so easily to my people. And I have recovered addicts and alcoholics as my people. It's so much harder to do for you. And if we really want to get down to it, I think it's because a lot of that pain that I had at that time was self-inflicted pain. Even though that was me just trying to survive, I did make it so much harder on myself. But I see now how strong I was. And how strong you were you have made it through every single hard day in your life every day where you didn't think you were gonna make it you weren't sure how you were gonna make it you did and you got up the next day and you did it again I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for pulling ourselves out of that well. And we really need to. Have you ever thanked your former self, your past self, for surviving everything that you did? For getting you here? And if you're still angry with her, then that just means you have a lot more work to do. Because if you really want to live your best life, you must forgive yourself. You must find a way to love yourself. Like that's that's literally the secret. <laughs> It starts with us. The relationships in my life were toxic when I was toxic. And now, the relationships in my life are full of joy because I am full of joy. You are that major component. So, I mean, fuck. How am I supposed to tell you to just stop doing something that you've been doing for so long? How am I supposed to, like, speak that into you when I'm not a therapist and I don't know specifically what you're dealing with? I can't. So I guess it's time that I just tell you all how this episode came to be. So, fuck, if you can't tell how little I want to share this. So let's just say I got some new friends and they're from my hometown where I used to party and make horrible decisions and put myself in horrible situations. So we'll just start there. So all of this trauma has started resurfacing in the last few months as I'm constantly driving past places where horrible things have happened. I've had my fair share of horrible things that have happened while I'm drinking, like falling downstairs and getting a concussion and busting down doors and, you know, making an ass out of myself and d- drunken Publix and you name it, right? I have quite the rap sheet. Something that I don't talk about. was unwanted intercourse while I was intoxicated. And I'm just gonna call it that. Because in order for me to forgive that girl, I have to accept for me that it was part of my disease and a part of my sobriety has been forgiving myself in active addiction for all the things. This being one of them. Because for years, I told myself. Because I hated myself when I drank. I hated who I was. I hated how I made people feel, I hate it, I hate it how many times I would wake up naked and not remember the night before. It happened too many times to even count. And that was just my life, so... I just kept pushing myself further and further down that well. So it was really easy to think that... when horrible things really did happen that I deserved them because I was a horrible person. And just in case you are in a similar situation, maybe not like what happened to you, but how you feel about it, let me remind you that hurt people will hurt other people. And I was hurting so bad. I was not doing the things, I was not taking care of myself, I was drowning my sorrows in the bottom of a bottle. And the more shit, the more I drank, like that was my pattern. That was my coping mechanism. And I wasn't dealing with anything. So when I got sober, it all came out. And yeah, I know that I probably touched on this in my sobriety and relapse episode, but Maybe you didn't listen to that one because you're not an alcoholic, and that's fine. But a lot of the things hold true that I'm talking about. I have learned so much in my sobriety journey, even if just about dealing with your shit instead of drowning it in the bottle. You don't have to be an alcoholic to turn to booze to numb your pain. Am I right? You don't have to be an alcoholic to have been in a bad situation in college. When I shared this with someone, what I was thinking that I needed to share in a podcast episode, but I said, I don't know how. And she said, well, why do you want to share? And I said, because I'm sure I'm not alone. And I'm sure it's not even just an alcoholic thing. I am sure there are so many women who had unwanted intercourse while intoxicated. And I bet a lot of them never went forward. And I bet a lot of them are still fucking carrying it with them now. And carrying that feels the same. Alcoholic or not alcoholic. Alcoholic. I actually feel like I have a little bit of a cop-out that I can clump it in with my disease. But the truth is, that's not our fault. It's not our fault. And if we don't speak up, shit's just gonna keep happening. Because unless I talk about it, or someone else talks about it, My girls could be next. And that's something that I'm not okay with. So I will be that person that will talk about the uncomfortable elephant in the room. Because now I am using what happened to me to help prevent it from happening to someone else. And that is how I take back the fucking power. That is how I take back the power. That is how I use this pain for this shitty thing that happened to me was not my fault. And I give it a purpose. And I use it for good. And that is how I control the pain. That is how I forgive myself little by little because I see good coming out of it and I have to give myself credit for being brave enough to fucking share because I don't see anybody else doing it. I don't hear anybody else doing it and that's why I feel so fucking alone in it. So you're welcome. That is why you have this podcast because I felt alone in that situation and quite honestly i'm fucking tired of replaying it in my brain because i can go through all the ifs i could have should have but if i go down that path i will literally never stop and that's not doing me any good it's not doing my girls any good to go back and relive what almost fucking broke me. Do you hear me? Are you going over the same situation that almost broke you? What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for it to break you? Because if you keep reliving it, it will. It will. So we take back the power. You've got to figure out how you take back your power. How can you use? I want to call it your terrible awful, but honestly, it can even just be like some fucking darkness because we all have a past. Let me say it again. We all have a past. So one thing that I do not want you to do is compare yours to mine. We both crawled through valleys to get here. Maybe your valleys are deeper than mine. That doesn't mean that I didn't have to still fight like hell. And that doesn't mean that if yours, whatever, like... I need you to know that everybody has their shit. And this was actually really helpful for me. Because once I realized everybody had their own shit that they didn't want to share with the world or that they were ashamed of or that they were punishing themselves for, it became way less lonely for one. Two... I felt way less judged because I realized, you know what? Not everyone else is out there judging me for my own issues because if I'm judging myself this hard for my own issues, so are they on themselves. So it's not about whose baggage is heavier. It is about becoming the strongest version of ourselves so that we can carry our baggage because our baggage feels heavy as fuck to us. That's all that matters. I need you to stop comparing your pain or your trauma or your past or your future or your present with anybody else's. Go back to that episode about staying in your fucking lane if you need the reminder. All right, so I'm going to share one more thing and then I think I'm going to wrap this up because I feel like I am... Boom, bringing the fire. Um, or I'm just feeling emotional and I'm on a roll and I need to stop before I melt down one or the other. But so one of the reasons that I didn't attend AA when I got sober was because, and it, it really it's for this. I didn't want to spend my time and the energy talking about who I was in active addiction because I know me and my depression and what I think about and what I fixate on is what I'm going to find more of and that's true for all of us and I'm not saying AA is a bad thing but I was already doing the work, personal development and therapy and all the things. but. I wanted to spend my time and energy pouring into future Melissa. She needed it way more than past Melissa. And past Melissa, all she needed was grace and forgiveness. And at first, I could only give her grace. I gave her grace at first. I let her just kind of, she just died in my mind, basically, in the beginning And I was focusing on this new version of myself that I had to become, that I had to become because I knew that if I was going to forgive my past self, I had to love this one. I had to become someone that I loved because I couldn't forgive myself if I still hated myself. And that was my ugly truth for a really long time. And that might hit home for some of you. I couldn't forgive myself because I didn't love myself. And when you don't love yourself, you think bad things should happen to you. You think you deserve bad things and that's just simply not true. So I need you To just put a pin in your past self. I need you to focus on who you want to be in the future. I don't even really want you to focus so much on who you are right now. Because who you are right now is in limbo. You are a work in progress. Right? As long as you are working, you are a work in progress. Give yourself credit for that. But always be thinking about who you want to become. So whatever it is about your past that haunts you, think about what it is that truly haunts you. And so let's say that it's grief. How can something good possibly come from that? Oh, I don't want to sound cliche, but it definitely makes you appreciate life in the worst way possible. I have clients and coaches on my team that have lost one or both of their parents, too young. And you think, what good could possibly come from that? Like, how can someone take such a devastating thing and find any peace or beauty in that, right? Or any purpose. Fuck, a reason. Anything. Anything. Can't tell you how many times I have seen women change their health and take their life back after they lose a parent because it's such a realization to them especially if they are a parent that they can leave their children before they want to and sometimes it's a wake-up call that are you taking the best care of yourself Are you making the most of these days? Because sometimes we get so caught up on the hamster wheel that we forget we have 24 hours at a time. And tomorrow isn't promised. I need you to stop letting your past get in the way of you living in the now and where you are meant to go because that's not it for you there's nothing for you back there except one thing and you can thank my dad for this one my unofficial sponsor (laughs) and my sober squad for life Love your dad, even though he will probably never listen to any of my podcast episodes. That's fine. The other day we were talking about life and sobriety and and all the things, and even every now and then we share some stories, and my dad says, you know, every, no, every once in a while it's good to talk about it, because he obviously doesn't talk about it as much as I do, but he said that he doesn't ever want to forget. He doesn't want to forget where he came from and what it felt like to be there. And so that's what I'm going to leave you with today is that the only thing in your past for you is a reminder of where you came from, is a reminder of how strong you are, is a reminder of everything that you have fought your way through. Is a reminder of everything that tried to break you but didn't. Is a reminder to how fucking badass you are just by being here. So if you're going to let your past do anything for you, let it be that. And be fucking done with it. Go be awesome. Talk to you soon.